Well, we are arriving at the Magic Kingdom and at the TTC we see a brand new look and feel as royal colors have been added to the marquee as we enter. Let's head on in. I love how the decorations begin at the Transportation and Ticket Center. But the primary reason I'm here is not to show you the decorations, but to give you a quick view of folks in line, which is a pretty healthy uh, lineup of people, which means a lot of people coming in from out of town and uh, coming for one day. They're not locals by and large, so that's good news. One of the uh, interesting things to note today is how big is the attendance? Looks a little full on the monorail line, but actually they're only half boarding cabins. In other words, each um, half of the cabin is only having one bench seated right now. So, so the fact that they're only going at half capacity and, uh, and of course not doing standing says, suggests this isn't a very long queue. I tell guests all the time, if they're gonna plan a week to come to Walt Disney World, it should be the week after Christmas, or week after Thanksgiving, the week after Thanksgiving, because all the decorations are up and everything is holiday mode, and yet the attendance is very low. So part of our opportunity today is to see if that is true and to see how big the attendance is. The other thing I have to say while we're waiting for uh, Monorail Orange to arrive is I love the fact that at the TTC, they play the same wonderful music that is played on Main Street. And so you kind of get into the Christmas spirit uh, even before you get over to the Magic Kingdom. And that's a nice touch uh, as you get excited about coming. And it's a beautiful, sunny, bright, sunny, but a little bit chilly day. So, but here's Monorail Orange. So let's get ready to board. So again, we're pulling up on the monorail in front of the Magic Kingdom and crowds are going in quite quickly. It's beautifully decorated for the holidays and uh, looking uh, quite lovely as we come in on this beautiful day to the Magic Kingdom. Let's go on inside. I'm here at the porch at Tony's in Town Square. And it gives me a real opportunity just to survey uh, the guest experience as folks are coming into the park and enjoying their day at the Magic Kingdom. You see all of the holiday decorations up, the beautiful Christmas tree, the toy soldiers from Babes in Toyland. My daughter and I watched Babes in Toyland the other night and uh, yeah, that, that uh, uh, all I can say is that the Toy Soldiers saved that movie. That's that's my opinion. Toy Soldiers are the things that saved that movie. But And Edwin. Edwin, you can't go wrong with Edwin. At any rate, as I sit here, I just, it dawned on me that 32 years ago this week, my wife and I came to Walt Disney World for the first time ever. We were on a vacation. We, uh, we were living in Tucson, Arizona, and I had seen this, um, we'd seen this summer uh, 4th of July show that featured the Beach Boys singing Kokomo in front of the new Grand Floridian Resort. And they were opening, I believe, Maelstrom and offering some other things that were going on. They, and, and 
they were showcasing the new Caribbean Beach Resort, so we thought this looks so this looks so warm and and terrific. We got to try this and. And we were just at a place where we had established ourselves as a young family and gotten settled. And, and, uh, and so we went to Walt Disney World for the first time ever. And that this, it was a day like this when we first came to the Magic Kingdom. It was cool and breezy and, and uh, wearing, wearing long sleeve shirts. And I just had this wonderful memory going back to those 32 years ago. Epcot was open, but studios had not yet opened and Animal Kingdom wasn't even a dream um, at that point. And, uh, but we did come to the Magic Kingdom. We did see Epcot and wow, it was just a powerful, powerful experience. And we left Walt Disney World after spending a week thinking, okay, that was amazing. Maybe we'll come back in uh, another 10 years. No idea, no idea that when I got back home to Tucson, my job contract came to an end. The contractor uh, kind of came to an end all of a sudden and I had to look for a new job and I won't go through the long story, but I ended up in the panhandle of Florida and a few years later ended up at, um, in Orlando. And, but I would have never dreamed when we were first here 32 years ago that I'd be pretty much spending much of my life here at uh, Walt Disney World in the shadows of uh, this amazing resort. And uh, I just so grateful for the opportunities that life has surprisingly led into an experience of just being here. And uh, so I'm very fortunate and uh, it's a great week to be here as I contemplate that memory 32 years ago. Okay, it's a quiet moment here in the confectionery. Practically no one in the entire room. It gives us all this candy to ourselves, except that, uh, of course, we can't afford all this candy by ourselves. But we've got to check out a few things here. See the uh, displays here, and they've moved to a all Christmas confectionery. So there's some uh, Santa Claus cookies and uh, Mickey Santa ice cream cream or um, uh, Rice Krispie treats and uh, some cupcakes. The cupcakes do not look that impressive, but the caramel apples, yeah, they look really good. There's some uh, Christmas Santa colored apples and there's some chocolate covered apples and all looking really great. And it's just, a, just smells nice. And oh, I got to show you this Pez display. I think I showed this in the Epcot thing, but they have a better display of that here. And uh, I'll have to show you mine at home one of these days. I have created one for my grandchildren. So it's a nice time to be in the, uh, in the confectionery. Wow, long line for Starbucks. And uh, there's some holiday treats in there. I don't know if everybody's just waiting for those holiday treats or they need something really warm on a day like this, but uh, definitely a queue at Starbucks. So we have a Christmas cavalcade coming down the street. It's got Pluto, it's got Donald and Daisy and Peter Pan and Wendy and Geppetto and Pinocchio. And then uh, Mickey and Minnie up on a tree. 
And behind it is Alice and the Mad Hatter along with Mary and Bert. So it's a pretty full group coming down. And it's, uh, guests are loving it. If I'm correct, I believe that the partner statue got a little bit of polish in the last few days. And you can see that it's just sitting beautifully in front of the castle, which has been redone for the 50th anniversary. And uh, just looking really sharp. So big news, last week, Crystal Palace is reopening. It's not doing a buffet and it won't have Winnie the Pooh and friends. However, it will have a family style diner. And honestly, if I get a chance over the weeks to come to try this out, I think I'd love to do that. I always felt because it was a Winnie the Pooh thing, there were so many kids. It was a little too, and I'm a family man, mind you, but it was a little bit on the crazy noisy side. But I think this is gonna be, this is gonna bring a little bit more of the elegance back into the Crystal Palace. So I'm kind of excited to see if it, if it isn't a, a, a more enjoyable dining experience. More to come. So I had heard these amazing things about this orange bird dessert, which kind of has a, uh, a mousse inside of it. It's on a cookie from Little Candy Orange Bird on top, which is cute. My daughter said this was amazing. I'm trying to cut into it and not, it's maybe a two-handed, this is uh, <laughs> this is harder to cut open than a uh, an orange itself. Hold on a second. All right, this is what it looks like on the inside. So it's kind of a, a lemony citrus uh, interior. I shall take a little bite to try it out and uh, see see how it is. I hate trying these things out on the video. Mm. Okay, not bad. Not bad. Really cute. A little small for the price. It's a small tangerine kind of thing. Um, could use a little bit more of the curd. I think that would make it taste a little better. Um, what it sits on isn't bad. That's pretty good. Um, try one more bite. Hmm. For presentation alone, it deserves a three. For taste, it brings it down a little bit too. I think I'm gonna go for a three right now. Let me finish it off and I'll give you a final verdict. So, uh, I have finished that dessert and I have to give it a three. When I took a bite of the white mousse, I hadn't really tasted yet the orange curd in it. And once you get those little pieces of orange, it's really quite good. And given the preparation of that dessert, all the elements combined, I would never have the patience to create that kind of dessert at home. So don't post it online on the blog because I'm never gonna prepare it. But it is, it is a great dessert and it deserves a three. Here we are at the entrance to Swiss Family Treehouse as well as the entrance to the queue for the Jungle Cruise. Apparently it's about a 40 minute wait to get onto the attraction today. And so socially distanced, it spreads itself out along Adventureland. Remember, it's been transformed to the Jingle Cruise during the holidays. And I have to say in years past, I've not been a big fan of the Jingle Cruise. I thought the Disneyland version 
had done a better job of really theming it out and um, being kind of creative in its execution of it. Um, despite the fact that I think the skippers are terrific on both coasts. That said and done, uh, I'm happy for anything Christmassy. So I promise on one of my next visits, I will get around to the Jingle Cruise and uh, bring some video to you folks um, uh, that uh, are wanting a sample of what uh, the Jingle Cruise is all about. Meanwhile, we'll march further into Adventureland. Uh, well, <laughs> if you thought the line for Jingle Cruise was bad, then I guess you ought to check out the one for Pirates of the Caribbean because it's five minutes longer and 45 minutes. Right now it weaves all the way to the Jungle Cruise and then back into the building where it weaves throughout that uh, building. Um, for those of you who have been, uh, who listened to our previous podcast where we offered a big announcement, we, uh, are, um, we have created a Patreon account where you can contribute and uh, we are giving back these next three weeks to a special cause that helps homeless here uh, in the Disney area that are dealing with furloughs and layoffs and all of that but part of it is that we have some uh, Disney discoveries for those who actually uh, join our uh, Patreon group and this month the uh, uh, Disney uh, Discovery is a Pandora, but I think I am looking to do a big Disney Discovery on Caribbean Plaza here at Walt Disney World. People talk a lot about Pirates of the Caribbean, and I'll talk about that as well in the Disney Discovery, but the whole land is probably the thing that makes this Pirates of the Caribbean singled out from all the other Pirates of the Caribbeans in, well, Shanghai has got a whole land dedicated. We, this is only a little quarter of a land. But uh, I think it would be great to do a little special uh, Disney discovery where we saw all the details that lay behind Tortuga Tavern and uh, the shops and all of the things that are embodied here. So more to come on that. We'll see where that goes. Last I looked, the wait on Splash Mountain was about five minutes. On a chilly day like this, that is probably not going to be a big surprise to anyone. Getting wet may not be everybody's first priority on a day like this. However, uh, I think there's a good 40 minute wait over at Big Thunder uh, beyond the bend there. So we're here at the Frontier Trading Post in Frontierland and some unusual merchandise. This um, is labeled a Disneyland piece designed by uh, Dave Pasillo, Wonderground Gallery. And it is uh, Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse and the partner statue in kind of a comical um, kind of vinyl figure, Disney collectible. And the one next to it uh, features Mr. Toad in a final, <laughs> a very uh, crazy looking Mr. Toad, but uh, part of the merchandise that uh, you can find here at the Frontier Trading Post. Hey, we're heading into the Hall of Presidents and the doors are open. 
course, we have a new president and uh, they have not announced yet when the um, Hall of Presidents is closing. Usually it happens around Inauguration Day that they close it and then figure out another presentation afterwards. Look how everybody is socially distanced in this gallery, this audience as guests in the uh, experience. So uh, we're taking probably one of the last looks at, at the Hall of Presidents while we are here. I'll join you afterwards. Ladies and gentlemen, the presidents of the United States of America. George Washington. John Adams. Thomas Jefferson. James Madison. James Monroe. John Quincy Adams. The presidency of the United States is a role unique in the world, an office entrusted to each president by us, we the people. Therein lies the genius of that new idea, now over 200 years old. A new idea our presidents have turned into a great American idea again and again. So we exit the Hall of Presidents and recently I'd done a podcast talking about options for how to perhaps represent this experience and um, take a look at that podcast if you haven't had a chance. But uh, I think there's uh, I think there's some opportunities for the Hall of Presidents to uh, maybe take a little different um, turn without um, losing the, the spirit which is at the heart of this um, experience. And we step out to the sunlight and with uh, Christmas music playing. One more thing I should mention uh, on the uh, Disney at Play page, we'll uh, showcase a video of the actual Hall of Presence as it is presently. So check it out if you haven't seen it. The great thing about this presentation at the Hall of Presidents is the video. The idea of a president is the title of the video. And I think it's as timeless as uh, it has ever been in our situation. Now on to Fantasyland and we come by way of the castle as we head by the moat and uh, come by the uh, walkway leading from Sleepy Hollows up to uh, Fantasyland. Again, the sun is just beating on the castle and uh, everything is really beautiful and uh, it's a nice, uh, nice time of year. I like the theme of Sir Mickey's, which ties with his story of uh, Jack and the uh, Beanstalk. 
and uh, let's go inside this little retail outlet here and check things out. Um, mostly it's uh, children's clothing and toys. Notice here, there's a big sign saying, this you don't usually see at Disney. Seasonal savings, special offers available now. Look for the Mickey Snowflake throughout the store. So I don't know that I see any Mickey Snowflakes. I do see like uh, costume dresses, two for $99. Um, I do see Mickey on the uh, beanstalk there. So that's cool. And uh, see, I see several two for 99 on the dresses, but I don't see any snowflake signs here. So interesting. But that's a big thing at the entrance, but you don't see anything afterwards on it. Um, yeah, not sure what that's all about. Uh, meanwhile, I have this Royal Portrait Studio. Did I like miss this? I don't think I have ever seen this portrait studio before. I knew there was one across the way where they had taken the, what was originally the Tinkerbell toy shop and crafted that into a, um, a portrait studio and then selling dresses. And in fact, it says Royal Portrait Studio. We have Minnie dressed up here as the fair maiden. We have some Moana clothes. Do I see snowflakes with savings? Nope, haven't seen that yet. But, um, hmm. what I do see is uh, when you cross over, by the way, I love some of these window displays. This one has Huey and Dewey and Louie taking on the giant at large. It says, please check armor at the door. And uh, it's a cute little display presentation there. And then we have something very Merlin-like over in this one. It's a little hard to see during the daytime, but Higgitus uh, Figgitus, Imaginus Mum, Prestatonium. And so that, you can't see that. But what you can see when you come out into the courtyard is you can see the sword in the stone. And last month we had um, Jim Corcus talk about hidden secrets of uh, the Magic Kingdom. And uh, we talked about his years as best friend of uh, Merlin um, with the Sword and the Stone, which uh, presentation they don't do much anymore. Um, see the beautiful poinsettia. They got red Christmas poinsettias all throughout this area in front of the carousel. And uh, it's a nice little touch for the holidays. The carousel is looking beautiful, as is all of Fantasyland. Just uh, missing the Princess Fairy Tale Hall that has not reopened since the pandemic began. Um, but uh, other things are starting to open. They said Tomorrowland Terrace was going to reopen, I think, on the 17th of December, just probably before holiday week. And right now, Friars nook is open which was not open prior and there's a good healthy queue in front of it in fact i think i would have done that if i if i had known that it was open and uh right now it's offering a menu uh very similar to what beef hot dogs 
loaded uh, buffalo chicken tater bites, bratton tater bites, and creamy bacon macaroni and cheese tater bites. Um, and hot cocoa. They're selling hot cocoa everywhere you go around here. And uh, next door, they're doing a Minnie's Merry Cherry Sunday along with their Peter Pan float um, at the uh, Storybook Treats ice cream stand. So, ah, some things opening up and happening. We can pass the 100 acre goods and pass uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride, which has gone to 70 minutes, but it, earlier it was only like about 30. So, at about 10. 30. Now we're at the noon hour, so it's a little more crowded. But this is this is about as crowded as it's going to get today. Is what you're seeing right now. 20 minutes over at the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and uh, so nothing too overwhelming there. And uh, again, we just moved down the the path here at Fantasyland over toward mad tea party which doesn't have too long a wait at it either um, but the entrance to the barnstormer is utilizing the fantasyland station area for its queue but we're not here for that we're really here to just get another view of the canopy and the work being done on the tron coaster over in tomorrowland this is one of the best places to get a view of that but um you see folks way up on top installing the canopy that goes above the coaster allows the coaster to work um, rain or shine day or night and uh, keep it going and it will need to keep going because it is a going to be an enormously popular coaster the good news of a coaster like that that becomes so popular is that it brings the line down over at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So if you love the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or any other coasters in the park, know that those queues will probably go down as the, uh, as the uh, Tron Coaster opens because it, it will take precedence and attention away from everything else uh, in the parks. All right, moving on as we exit storybook land and past Dumbo flying elephants and on to other things in the park we are at galaxy rays and they are offering a uh, chicken sandwich with kind of uh, aioli sauce and slaw we'll check it out the one they had for halloween had um, was a hamburger with kind of tater tots in it and an aioli and it. it was tremendous. One of the best hamburgers I've had. We'll try out the chicken sandwich. It has a Mickey Santa bun. The other one had just a plain Mickey, well not a plain, but it was a Mickey bun on it. And uh, so this one's got a Santa bun for the holidays and uh, it's part of their offering. Also from here, I get a really great view and I'm gonna just, move in a little bit you can see the big canopy being put over Tron coaster across from the speedway I can imagine this being all lit up at night uh, after it opens so it's kind of exciting to see the construction it's ongoing 
uh, there at Tron. So I'll tell you about the chicken sandwich after this. So we are here in the uh, world on the move, uh, except, uh, well, people move are still aren't moving, but we'll not go down that path today. I did notice though, over here, they have a Disney Vacation Club kiosk, and those have returned to having people host them. I don't know if they are, how they're taking them to some place to showcase their, their rooms, or if they're just pointing to a place online, but notwithstanding, they are open for business. Um, and uh, we're just uh, enjoying this uh, little breezeway area. Guests lined up for the Astro Orbiter nearby. And uh, people at the popcorn stand and a long line over at Joffrey's. This is a popular little spot over here in the park. And then of course you have your Space Mountain uh, crowd. So that's going on here in uh, little afternoon uh, here at the Tomorrowland. We'll do one more glimpse of uh, the Tron coaster under construction. This is a good view of the canopy and uh, you can see again there are construction workers trying to assemble the canopy. Once the framework is available there's a material they lay in there um, that um, has a luminous quality to it that lights up and changes colors at night. At least that's what the one in Shanghai does. I assume, I'm hoping, that the one here does the exact same thing because it's quite beautiful and it really, it just brings a whole, uh, it just brings a whole color palette to uh, the Tomorrowland area, which badly needs a color palette because everything's been turned to white around here. Um, but that's another story I'm gonna do for another day uh, that I keep saying I'm going to do. But notwithstanding, um, it was funny because I was finishing up lunch and this family behind me, they were kind of fighting the kids, you know, and uh, trying to get her kid to be in order and so forth. And let me just go on record saying I don't, I don't tell people, parents how to do their business, but I can tell you, you just never works out to threaten them that they're going to, you're gonna leave the park after you've invested everything you've invested in coming here. I just don't think that's your best bet. But notwithstanding, the conversation finally turned and one of the kids asked, what's that? And they, she pointed across to the Tron uh, construction and said, that's the new Tron ride. And, uh, I was surprised they even kind of knew something about what Tron was, but she was uh, quite articulate um, in talking about, yeah, it's on D23, they talk about it and so forth. So it was kind of interesting to see that there was a lot of energy around uh, this new attraction and the people knew about it. A family I might not have thought would know anything about it and here they did. By the way, if you look at the people mover in this corner, all of the ride vehicles are put into place together. Again, it's supposed to be under a repair um, at some point, uh, but that has, and maybe that is underway, but um, Right now, all the right vehicles have been moved, motioned and moved into one location here. Okay, I didn't get a chance to comment on the chicken sandwich. Uh, I like spicy chicken sandwich, but the slaw was supposed to provide kind of that cool to the spice and the slaw didn't do anything. And 
the chicken, it wasn't like, Chick-fil-A was your better bet, to be honest. However, I've decided to offset that with this from Anti-Gravities. It is a churro <laughs> caramel, salted caramel shake. How could this go wrong? Now, you know, at Disneyland, at Disneyland, uh, they celebrate the churro to no end. Um, here, not so much, just a churro. But this is the first time I've seen a churro in a more unusual concoction. Actually, there are a couple other churros uh, out there that are kind of unique for this holiday season. We'll see how this one goes. I'll take a little sip of it. Yeah, I love caramel things. So this one's probably gonna be a winner. I'll get back with you. Okay, the verdict is in and I gotta tell you, that was surprisingly one of the best things I've had in any of the parks. I love churros at Disneyland. They don't do it well and it's usually not warm here when they make them at Magic Kingdom. However, being able to dip it into salted caramel, that worked. And I'm not a big fan of soft serve ice cream. In fact, I never have soft serve ice cream. But a shake made with that and add the churro and the sprinkles, you got a winner here. So I, uh, I think uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Try out that. Now I have to figure out if in this 50 degree temperature, I'm gonna go work that off by doing laps at the pool. Fortunately for you, I will not be showcasing that on video. I'm right here at the Tomorrowland Terrace in the Magic Kingdom. Before me is Cinderella Castle. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful time of year to be in the park. And let me just tell you, I know there are so many out there who would love that opportunity to experience more of Disney. And so we've created a Patreon experience, an opportunity for you to interact and see the parks in a new way through Disney discoveries that go into depth about different attractions and experiences throughout Disney. And also, for those with Disney at work who want to see best in business ideas play out at, from Disney into their own organization, we have interactive tours that take you and show you from that business point of view how the magic comes alive. It's a great set of tools. You can choose your own tier. And here's the good news. 100% of what you donate over the next three months is going to help those who are really in need right now in Central Florida because of this pandemic. So many are furloughed, unemployed, laid off, homeless even. And the proceeds from what you donate go completely in to helping support those individuals. So please sign up, join us, and hopefully we can help you uh, find new ways to enjoy Disney as you help support the greater Disney community. Thanks. So here comes another Christmas cavalcade and it's welcoming Santa Claus. We have elves holding up the banner in front, followed by the reindeer, which I love the reindeer. They're so adorable. They remind me of Max in the Country Bear Jamboree. And, uh, and right behind it is Santa Claus. And what's cool about this is, uh, well, uh, what's cool about this is, this is the kind of thing you'd have to pay a premium to see the other years and it's part of the experience 
These are the floats they use in the very merry Christmas party. So this is a great treat. Well, that concludes another Disney at Play podcast. Thanks for joining us here at the Magic Kingdom. Be sure to subscribe not only to Disney at Play, Dot com, but also to DisneyAtWork.com and make sure you subscribe to our podcast at Disney and Play and Work uh, so that you can get notifications of upcoming podcasts. Also, be sure to check out all the video that accompanies this podcast at J. Jeff Kober. We're glad you joined us. Thanks for being a part of the magic. And, of course, in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.